People of the world, welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language, episode 284. Today, we are going to be going over all of the relevant Google news of the world. So let's begin. Google rolling out a pay calculator explaining work from home salary cuts. <laughs> you silly Google, don't you have all of the money? What is up? Okay, explain this to me. If you're Google and people want to work from home, you're not paying them as much even though you went from having to pay overhead on the building that you had them go to. You were paying commercial water bills, commercial electricity, and internet, and phone, and everything that went into that. And now that they're working from home... You're explaining potential pay cuts to employees who choose to work remotely. Okay. This from the New York Post.com. Uh, screenshots obtained by Reuters show that Google employees who previously commuted an hour to Google's Manhattan offices from nearby Stamford, Connecticut, for example, would see their salaries slashed by 15% if they choose to continue working from home. This is the opposite of what is correct. <laughs> it's the opposite. They should get a bump for staying at home. By contrast, according to the article, which is in the description, Googlers who live within New York City's five boroughs and choose to work from home permanently would not see their pay slashed at all. Why? I don't understand the logic. Google employees who move even farther away from the company's offices have been warned they could face even harsher pay cuts. Explain this to me. I don't understand. A worker who left San Francisco for Lake Tahoe, another expensive area of California, would have their pay cut by a whopping 25%. Why? The calculator states it uses U.S. Census Bureau Metropolitan Statistical Areas. Okay. Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn have all warned employees who plan to leave expensive cities like New York and San Francisco that their pay will be slashed. While smaller tech companies like Reddit and Zillow say they'll pay the same regardless of where their employees live. Why does it matter to you, tech overlords? I don't understand. Someone please explain this to me. What's clear is that Google doesn't have to do this quote. <laughs> From Jack Rosenfield, is <laughs> a sociology professor at Washington University in St. Louis, who researches pay determination, said Google's pay structure raises alarms. You know what? This is just a lawsuit waiting to happen because I don't care where you live. I don't care where you live. Your pay should not be reflective of where you live. Ay, 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 as if they don't have enough money. So, I think it's this kind of behavior that results in companies like Google getting taken over. Some other company rolls up and they treat their employees better. And, you know, Amazon, I don't know if in the early days of Amazon, they had a sparkling reputation, a sparkling reputation, but they currently don't. Um, the way they treat their employees, et cetera. That being said, Walmart's been around for a while and uh, they clearly have issues. I don't know. This whole idea of not paying people as much just because they happen to move out of your area completely uh, completely negates the glory that is the internet and wearing pajamas at work, which everyone wants. Google is adding an interactive periodic table to search. 
Okay. Google search now has an interactive periodic table according to theverge.com. You can check out to learn a lot more about the elements. You can find it by searching periodic table. <laughs> I got to check this out. I'm going to the periodic table thing. All right. I'm clicking on zinc. What is it? Zinc. The oldest known pills were made of the zinc carbonates, hydrozonite and smithsonite. The pills were used for sore eyes. Okay. Cadmium compounds are used as red, orange, and yellow pigments. Now, this is kind of interesting. So if you're, uh, if you want to really dive in to the periodic table, Google has a new sort of interactive vibe. Let's look at hydrogen. Hydrogen is the most common element in the universe, making up about 75% of its mass. This is kind of fun. If you're in front of a computer, check out the periodic table. EFF.org, it's time for Google to resist geofence warrants and to stand up for its affected users. The Fourth Amendment requires authorities to target search warrants at particular places or things, like a home, a bank deposit box, or a cell phone, and only when there is reason to believe that evidence of a crime will be found there. I'm reminded of a TikTok I did the other day where in Maryland, they're starting to get wiretaps. Wiretaps. On your social media apps which is to say that uh, if you think for a second that you have privacy, you don't. Everything you say, every single thing you write is subject to search. So the Fourth Amendment requires authorities to target search warrants. We get it on a specific thing. However, the Constitution's drafters put in place these essential limits on government power. Yep, 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 yep. General warrants are bad for the citizenry. So today, Google is facilitating the digital equivalent of colonial-era general warrants ah, through the use of geofence warrants, also known as reverse location warrants. Federal and state law enforcement officers are routinely requesting that Google search users' accounts to determine who was in a certain geographic area at a particular time. Oh, oh me, oh my. So... Google saying, hi, how's it going, federal and state law enforcement? And they're saying, here's what's going to happen. You're going to tell me where this person was at a particular time. Is that a general warrant? They're using this to track individuals outside of the initially specific area and time period. So they suspect someone of stealing a car and then they're asking Google, hey, you're in Kentucky now. Where is this person? According to EFF.org, these warrants are anathema to the Fourth Amendment's core guarantee because by design, they sweep up people wholly unconnected to the crime under investigation. So here's an example. In 2020, Florida police obtained a geofence warrant in a burglary investigation that led them to suspect a man who frequently rode his bicycle in the area. Google collected the man's location history when he used an app on his smartphone to track his rides, a scenario that ultimately led police to suspect him of the crime, uh, even though he was innocent. So, yikes. Google, obviously, with their team of lawyers, is going to have an opinion on this. Google has sometimes pushed back, according to the article, in court on the breadth of some of these warrants. Um, you know, it's interesting to me because Google has no financial incentive really to push back. 
Um, they have to use their attorneys to do so. Um, and we are sort of just hoping that Google makes the right decision here, which is kind of scary. Um, a growing coalition of civil rights and other organizations led by the Surveillance Technology and Oversight Project have previously called on Google to stand up for users' privacy and resist the unlawful warrant. So that right there is the crux of the issue. Um, will Google lose revenue if they don't do these things? How many people will be upset about it? Just goes to show, though, that you know, if uh, you could be wrongfully accused of a crime, they could use Google tracking authorities um, to find you, even though you didn't do it, and then uh, boom, you're in jail. That being said, if there's someone who stole your car, wouldn't you want the authorities to be able to use things like this? This is always the push and pull of these kinds of issues. Uh, first of all, don't commit crimes. Uh, second of all, uh, if you are wrongfully accused of a crime and this sort of thing led to it, I'm just, I feel terrible for you because there are a lot of wrongfully convicted people. A guest on my show, Tracy Lamori, um, helped get Jimmy Dennis off um, for a crime he did not commit. And uh, there's a show, Raphael Rowe is the name of the gentleman, wrongfully convicted of murder, I want to say, and uh, was let off based on DNA evidence more than 10 years later, I want to say. So, yikes. Moving right along. Google Fiber is ending TV service in Austin. will focus on internet offerings. I didn't know Google Fiber was offering TV service in the first place. Google Fiber is discontinuing its TV services in Austin, saying it is moving away from television offerings to focus on internet. Duh. The company said Google Fiber TV services will end in Austin and Atlanta by November 30th. The company said it will provide affected customers with whole home Wi-Fi and Google Wi-Fi streaming capabilities through Chromecast and Google TV. Okay. 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 Um, according to the company, more and more people are opting out of the traditional model of television. Why did Google get into this in the first place? This is truly ridiculous. Why? Wh who at Google thought this was a good idea to get into TV? <laughs> oh man. More and more people are opting out of a traditional model of television. Yeah replacing their traditional TVs with a wide variety of streaming options every day. Yeah, we all know this is true. We believe the best TV is already online, so we're upgrading our customers from Google Fiber TV to a better TV watching experience with the streaming service of their choice, according to Google Fiber. Okay, well, that is about as obvious as it comes. Let's recap. Google introducing and increasing protections for... Oh, minors, we missed this article. Here we go. So Google to introduce increased protections for minors on its platform, including search, YouTube, and more. Um, as the father of a couple of kiddos, um, I turn on the little YouTube um, button that says restrict access to crazy stuff. Um, it's hit or miss. According to TechCrunch.com, weeks after Instagram rolled out increased protections for minors using its app, Google is now doing the same for its suite of services, including Google search, YouTube, YouTube kids, Google Assistant, and others. When I upload YouTube content, there's a little button that says, is this for kids? So they're trying to monitor the millions of hours being uploaded, excuse me, every day. The company this morning announced a series of product and policy changes that will allow younger people to stay more private and protected online. I can only imagine things are going to get 
even wilder. Uh, my son was able to navigate his Kindle before he was able to talk. And so YouTube to him is a native language. Uh, according to the article, though Congress has been pressing Google and other tech companies on the negative impacts their services may have, may have, seriously, on children, not all changes are being made um, that are required by law. Google says, quote, while some of these updates directly address upcoming regulations, we've gone, we've gone beyond what's required by law to protect teens on Google and YouTube. Yeah, that's a Google spokesperson. Quote, many of these changes also extend beyond any single current or upcoming regulation. Look, from Google's perspective, I get it. Um, it is not easy to monitor this level of content and you've got your machine learning um, algorithms that are doing their best. You've got your machine learning engineers that are creating um, the, uh, the algorithms that regulate these sorts of things, but it's complicated. As the article mentions, how YouTube will draw the line between acceptable and quote, overly commercial content is, is not clear exactly. So YouTube apparently is going to be removing overly commercial content, whatever that means, in a move that also follows increased pressure from consumer advocacy groups and childhood experts. Yeah, exactly. So when I was a kid, everyone hated commercials. You'd be watching Say by the Bell like you did in the 90s. And uh, they would, uh, boom, you'd get hit over the head with something, whatever. Um, everyone hates commercials. Some people like them. I don't know who these people are. Anyway, uh, the reason why I got into SEO was because I thought this was the dawn of the new era where instead of being brainwashed into thinking you need this piece of plastic shaped into a certain sort of mold, you instead um, would look for the thing you wanted, find the thing you wanted and purchase the thing you wanted. This to me, obviously, allows for much more freedom of thought. Now, if you have a new product, you obviously need to get in front of people because um, they may not be aware of it and they may want it. Um, but, uh, the karmic retribution, um, on those that, you know, hawk things like tobacco and alcohol to kids and that sort of stuff, um, is a little bit outdated. Uh, the world has changed a lot, but, uh, as we learned in the social dilemma, um, it's tough to be a kid nowadays. Um, the correlation between the number of likes you get and your self-worth can be pretty apparent, which is to say that uh, the government will continue to regulate these things and we will continue to have the back and forth. Let's recap, Google rolling out a pay calculator explaining work from home salary cuts. Should they cut anyone's salary for working from home? Absolutely not. It is unacceptable to me that they would even consider such a ridiculous, ridiculous thing. Um, folks by and large are looking for um, work from home opportunities. And so they may just eat it. They may simply work um, with that pay cut, but they're going to have a sour taste in their mouth. And uh, these are some of these are the one percenters, right? Uh, people that work for Google. And so if a competitor says, no, I'm, I'll pay you just as much. Um, Google may be missing out on some pretty incredible talent and they can obviously afford it. And so I, I am uh, diametrically opposed to Google's ridiculous pay calculator. Uh, periodic table on Google. You should check it out. It's kind of fun to mess with it. Um, it's time for Google to resist geofence warrants and stand up for the, its affected users. We'll see. Um, to what extent does Google uh, need to stop all of these geofence 
warrants. Um, if you don't think you're being tracked, uh, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. Um, I don't know how people get away with crimes. That being said, uh, someone I know recently had her car stolen from her front yard. There were literally little like plastic rings and evidence of 14 year olds in the area. They have the camera footage of like three or four different homes of these kids basically. And they didn't catch them. So I think that might just be police apathy at this point um, because they've got other things that they would rather do. They found the car insurance is paying for it. Nobody died. Nobody got hurt. That sort of thing. Um, so it is funny to me that, that you can have video footage. You can have all of the surveillance and, and still get away with it. But I think for major crimes, uh, we've moved into this new era of good luck. You know what I mean? Like a hundred years ago, you just, you get a duffel bag full of cash and you know, you change identity and you get out of here and whatever. And the mafia in Vegas, all these crazy stories you hear. But nowadays, I mean, what are you going to do? Not have a phone. You're going to turn off all the tracking on your phone. You know how to do that. Okay, go ahead. Turn off all the tracking on your phone, turn off all the apps, all the, like it's, you have to have like a PhD in computer science to, to be able to get off the radar. You know, what are you going to buy? What are you going to buy it with cash? Seriously, you're going to pay for stuff with cash buy a home with cash. It's just wild. So, um, cyber crime obviously is where, is where, uh, the vast majority of, of these criminals are, are turning because you can't get away with the stuff you used to be able to get away with. And so we live in this new sort of, um, environment, um, where for example, federal and state governments can ask Google to tell them where you are. And the fight continues. Google fiber ending TV service in Austin. Yeah, I get it. Who has TV anymore? I don't know. I certainly don't. And last but not least, um, oh, there's there's another article I missed. Good me. Google to introduce increased protections for minors. I get it. That's a back and forth. And finally, Google's Nest Hub will warn users about nearby pollution and smoke. So there's a new feature available um, in the U.S. My sister lives in Sacramento, and she's constantly telling me about the apocalyptic air quality smoke issues. Google's adding an air quality um sort of a monitor to Nest Hub smart displays. It's got a new feature. It's only available in select US markets. That's funny. Select means uh, California, Wyoming, Oregon. Google says it will roll out these new uh, features over the coming weeks. An air quality index badge will show up on the clock and weather widget in the Nest Hub's ambient screen. So for those of you suffering from terrible air quality, I am sorry. That is too bad. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for swinging by the show today. I appreciate it. If you want to join us live, youtube.com forward slash send it rising is where you do that. We're going to be doing individual shows and shows with guests. And so if you have any questions for me, best place would be in the comments of the YouTube channel. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify after the fact, I love you.